bring the beat down a little bit, then bring me in. Let's go. Alright, alright. You can turn me up a little bit more in the headphones. MTA. Yeah. I got him like, he ain't leave college for this. One, two. Impact the scholars with this. A scholarship can never exist. Folks, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Foresight. This is your boy Arden talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's your boy Wills. Episode 69 of the show. Thank you guys for listening. Hope all is well. It we are recording nice. this. Of course. Of course. We are recording this on Friday, January 18th, 2019. And of course, we have to say free 69 for episode 69. Or if you're a very nasty person, you can use that for another way. Now... Oh, that nigga Arden is a freak, man. Freak, <laughs> man. Yeah, 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 let's get it. But yes, uh, again, recording this on Friday, January 18th. Let me also say, because uh, I was thinking about this too, so I was like, there's a, there's a big storm coming to our side of town. So do I tell people to just prepare or more so a hope all as well? So I'm going to go with the latter. Hope all as well. <laughs> After the storm, as you're listening to this on Sunday night. Um, this storm, man, has been changing on us, bro. Because I was checking the weather, and I saw how first it was like, all right, we're supposed to get hit with 8 to 12 inches. I was like, hey. Then it dropped to 5 to 8. Then it's, you, Sundays is supposed to be bitterly cold. For as much as we like to say brick, we can't say brick. We got to turn into a weatherman. It's supposed to be bitterly cold but, um, on Sunday. I saw Monday. the storm, and I thought about um, if it snowed today. That we still was gonna have the show because Arden he doesn't care. Uh, like uh, our first episode. Oh yes, yes. Our first yes, episode yes. was like one of the biggest songs we had in like the past five years. Big facts. And then, um, it was our first episode, and this guy called me like, "Yo, you still down?" And I'm like, laid up with like my girlfriend at the time, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "Just go," because he's like, "Yeah, I'm on my way out to White Plains." I'm Shout like, out to her. Like, in my mind, I'm like, what is this nigga thinking? Like, why is he doing this? <laughs> like, it's snowing. Like, another day. I'm trying to Netflix and chill right now. <laughs> so, um, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be here. So then I tried to spin him to see, like, if he would be like, nah. Because I'm like, all right, bro, just give me, like, an hour. So nobody really waits an hour. He's like, all right, bro, it's fine. I'll be here waiting. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh, hell. That's me. I had to gear up, that's right. some layers, and walk, yo. Go through the trenches. Crazy, well, you see what happened, right? But yeah, I love him for that, man. You see that, right? God's point. How to get So that's all I honestly was thinking. I saw that, I was like, yo, it's going to be a snowstorm. I'm like, the podcast is not going to be canceled. Unless <laughs> they was to close this, I'm like, okay. Or, or you, according to you, would have an upset voice. If I would have saw it was masked, I would have been like, come on. We're not doing it. <laughs> we go on another day. I, I care about you guys. I care about my people. But uh, make sure you guys also listen to us on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ForceOutPod. Have to give a huge thanks to AK, our very own, for taking over the Twitter page, making it way more active because I was getting trash for running that extra page. And watch us on YouTube. Full episodes of uh, Foresight is on YouTube. Just look us up. Thanks to Wills and AK for being like, hey, man, we need the full episodes on so we can watch and show the funny moments. So yes, I man. did it. I got to, man. Thank for the people. First things first, I have to do a temperature check around the room. How's everybody feeling this week? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, tomorrow's my, my niece's third birthday party. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so... I'm doing that. Tonight I'm going to dinner for Johnny for his 30th birthday. Word. Happy birthday to Johnny, man. Yeah, he's oh. good. Um, yeah, I'm good. I've just been chilling. Taylor, what about you? I've just been working, doing overtime. Primetime oh, yeah, tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Primetime prime tea doesn't know yeah. where to stop. <laughs> but, in fact, hold on. Because this is, this is one of my favorite episodes already. <clears throat> because Will's gets to do the intro for our guest. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. very excited. <laughs> well, you better hold this man down. You know, I got you, my boy. So, <laughs> all right, so um, we got a special guest today. He's a, um, 
very good friend of mine. He actually, um, he makes me feel good about myself when I see him. You know how like if you have a bad day or something, yes. and you see yes. somebody and they always make you feel good. Like he's one of uh, he's one of those guys. Uh, I met him through uh, a few people. Like the first time I ever saw him, I think I was with like shorts, and uh, they was playing at like a showcase or something. And uh, then that was cool. Then I started doing my thing, and he uh, noticed it. And I went up to his radio uh, show at WCC, SR, SRL, right? Facts. SRL. Facts. So, Killing um, that intro so far, brother. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Um, proud. He's just a good guy. That's uh, my co-host. He's like, uh, I don't really like know him personally, personally, but like from his gram, like um, since like I'm a father and I see like him like being a great father, it kind of like inspires me. Like I'm into that now. Just to let you guys know. Yes. I like check people out with kids. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's inspiring. I need to do that. Like, this guy had a tent or whatever. I seen like it was your daughter in the tent. Yeah. It was dope. Yeah, see, I be paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's my it's my boy Fuge. Like, yo, what's Ooh, up, bro? Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. Pulling up. It's like my first interview ever in my life. Word? The man who does the interviews is finally being interviewed. We've had some exclusives. First it was YB, you know, being interviewed. And now we have Fuge. And let me say too, because Fuge also holds the honor, I think out of all of our 69 episodes, of being the first guest who not only shows up on time, but was the first at our recording spot. That impressed me off the bat. Yeah, that that's impressed I, me off the yo, bat. He called, he called, he called yes. me. He called me. He's like, um, he's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm thinking, like, I'm like, okay, you upstairs? He's like, yeah. I'm like, shit. That's what I'm talking about. I was like, oh shit. Uh, we got into the dab and the talk, but in my mind, I'm like, I really like this guy already. Because he time yeah. management with me is key. Yeah, and I was you very can happy. See, I'm always late. <laughs> he he it's funny because he goes, he's like, Yeah man, I just call Wills and Wills will be in five minutes. I'm like, Yeah, Wills is usually the last one to her. <laughs> that's just how we do it. But that's what makes the show works. <laughs> but uh huge man, you know, even just from as somebody like me that's relatively new to following your work and your pages, I think the one thing I see is uh yeah, you're very busy and you're somebody that is very unique in their own way. You know, in regards to how they want to conduct their interviews, with how they want to present themselves, and just to really get into it, man, what were some of your earliest memories around hip hop? Ooh, um, or as Soldier Boy as once said, "Hee haw, <laughs> <laughs> hee haw." Uh, for me, man, I'm like a hip hop junkie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is like life. Like, um, I remember growing up. And we used to, I used to see like the old heads in the hood, you know, you, you, you around, so yeah. you're looking at the older people, and you're like, yo, I don't, I don't want to be like that when I grow up. Like, they looking super lame. Yeah. And like, you're looking at, you know, 30, 40 year olds, you know, when you're younger, and you're looking at how they dress, they style, and you're like, yo, what happened? Like, when did they lose their souls? Yeah. Like, what happened? I'm like, late. I'm sorry. Worse. I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Worse. So I used to be like nervous about like growing up, getting older, because I'm like, yo, they're going to try to like, change us like they're gonna try to tell us like we can't you know keep this hip-hop culture thing that we do like how we dress our style and and it's funny will said it like even being a parent like i I used to sit back as a kid coming up and used to want to see like the dope hip-hop dads like the fathers who was doing you know so those were like my early memories of just just idolizing the all the personal aspects of hip-hop um i'm the type who used to like with the CDs, I read the back cover. Yeah. You know, I want to see what you're thinking. Think your mama. I want to see what studio you're recording. And stuff. Yeah. Same you know mode, bro. So for me, um, I was always nosy in that way. Like, yeah. I want to know what studios you went mm-hmm. to so I can visualize like how the session was hey, or something like bro. that. You know <laughs> speak to so, quiet right here. And then looking at, you know, looking through magazines and double XL and stuff like that over the years coming up, it was just no matter what I was caught into outside, you know, um, in the streets or in the world, I still used to make it to the record store on Tuesdays yep. or yep. Best Buy on Tuesdays yes. to cop a CD. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I remember as a pup 
going to a, like a record store. I'm from Mount Vernon, but okay. I remember going into jumping on a bus, going to like a record store because the Rocks was doing like a CD sound. And we yeah. was young, because in the hub, we was young niggas. So I'm like, nah, bro, they right there. In the, Yo, we gotta go oh, there. Like, yeah, that's you it. feel me? And get that I picture and have that autograph on the on the joint. To this day, when I show up to kissing them, they be laughing. I'm like, yo, ugly, you don't even know. This is how, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is how we really came up admiring people. So I did that with you early one time. He was at camp. Hot okay. hands, he came to a camp. I think everybody was getting something signed, like or, like, uh, like the posters. Yeah, I'm like, nah, fuck that. Sign my shirt. Got my shirt signed. Yeah, they just had a copy. And after that. <laughs> <laughs> they were using line and signing. They were like, oh yeah, sign my shirt too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? What Fuse said, you know, it's it, it really brought me back because I remember. I remember the first album, I did the whole reading the entire pamphlet in the back. I remember it was Bow Wow's Beware Dog album. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, it was Bow Wow's Beware Dog Bow album. Bow Wizzle. Yeah. Bow Wow's Beware Dog album. Bow Wow was a goat, Yes. I was in second grade. I was in second grade, and I remember because I was so excited to have the CD. Because I actually bought the CD from a real retailer. I didn't do one of my many trips with my dad to go to the bootlegger. Because I grew up in the South Yonkers, so Getty Square, those bootleggers was out there heavy. So I could always go to them and get the bootleg. But I went to a CD store, forgot the name of it, it was in Getty Square. I remember I brought it to school and everybody was going crazy. It was like, yo, he got Beware Dog. All the girls, this is back too when folks used to actually have posters on their room, but like makeshift posters. You get a picture, you like rip it, post it up, duct tape and all that. I remember I was like taunting the girls. I'm like, you see this? I got your mans right here. You see this picture? I might hang this up right here. Fourth picture with the dog. And they're like, oh my God, I want to see the picture and all that stuff. And double XL. And double XL in the source was the Bible to me growing up. Oh, read those joints all day. Also, the first times I actually saw what eye candy was all about. Yep. Oh, yeah. good times. I, I used to be in Like, my room was filled with pictures all on the wall. On the wall. Had a whole, like, little Wayne wall. Oh, you think, um, let me just ask you, you think, like, like, fans of today would ever have that, a video of today's artists? Like, I don't know. I don't no, think, I think they might be like, nah. I'm gay. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I don't think so. Cause like I'm a um I'm like a custodian like for the public schools. I'm a sub custodian, so I be going to all the schools. And when I be doing like the middle school, uh, they don't be having like no pictures in their lockers or whatever. Like I see them open their lockers or whatever. It be like a mirror or like, pictures of them and yeah. the pictures of their friends, like or some like because the weird shit, But it's like no pictures of like. People they look up to. I remember when I was in school, I had like Iverson in my locker. Yeah, like, but it's I don't know. That's because the pitches turned into fat heads. Well, it depends on the thing though. Like in sports, posters are now fat heads, mm-hmm. so you're not gonna have a fat head in your locker unless you got like a really small joint that you could put in. But I think for music in particular, it's really more about like, oh, you're dedicated. Like, okay, like let me see a lock screen. Like, let me <laughs> see. Let me see your uh, wall screen. Like, yeah, yeah. Or when you it's, just wait for them to like, come out with an album. Like, yeah. Or the store buying the back of the CD. Have a poster. Poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, they don't really do that. It's the lock screen, wall screen. Is your profile picture this person? Do you got a name after this person on social media? Like, like for me, I guess, like, Will's probably tell you, like, I'm a huge Drake fan. Like, the only acknowledgments I really have or Drake and OVO is like, I have like an OVO hashtag and then in my Insta bio and then my Twitter name is Drake's Dance Coach. That I just did as a joke, like Drake's Dance Coach. Like besides that, it's like, unless you talk to me and somebody told me, it's like, you wouldn't know. Cause you're not gonna see me with some posters or something like that. It's like, it doesn't really happen. I mean, there's also my laptop. 
you know. Yeah, that, but like, I mean, I think I still didn't even like, because in my room, I still have pictures on my wall, but there's just three big, like, I have like two posters. I have the, uh, the Biggie Ready to Die album cover, and yeah. then I have like a big put, uh, picture of Lil Wayne next to him, like, just performing. And then I have a, a, a like a big collage of Marilyn Monroe over my bed. Mm-hmm. I stole that from my mom. <laughs> Big like, yeah, I think people, and I think that's what people do now. I think it's more like, like classic stuff, mm-hmm. like you'll put on your wall. Because like I even see like certain podcasts Definitely or whatever, ways. like in the back, they always have like uh, vinyls mm-hmm. or like uh, pictures of like Michael Jordan, like classic mm-hmm. moments. Uh, yeah. The picture with Tupac and like yeah. Madonna and stuff like yeah. that. Like I feel like right. like people is doing stuff like that now. Like, you don't even see posters on like before you put a Walmart together, yeah. Yeah. like I was in Spence's like probably like a month ago or whatever, and I went to the back and I forgot they had the the poster joint in the back, and I'm like, damn, this is actually where I got the Biggie shit from too. Yeah. But I forgot they even did that. I forgot about posters. Yeah, they don't really do posters, man. It's all in the fatheads. But just to continue, you know. Obviously, Fuji, you, you had your star brought up in Mount Vernon, you know taking in the history and really just enjoying that at that time. But just to fast forward things, what made you, you know, when looking into hip hop, being the culture and the genre that you love and that you grew up on, what made you decide that, all right, I want to get into this as media. I want to talk, I want to interview, I want to do, do those kind of things. Oh, um, cause I felt like watching, um, Interviews, and you know, I, I was a fan of like the 106 and Park, you okay. know, Rap City coming up. So the Basement, Big Ticket, and that those shows stained my memory. Like there's stuff that's like a tattoo on my brain. I never forget the impact of seeing certain artists come on the show. And when I used to watch it, I always used to wonder like what it felt like to really interview your favorite artists, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Interview people that you admire and, you know, ask the questions and learn about their story in your own way. Like, I, for me, I want to know about, you know, why Tay Benz or, or Johnny Price, you know what I mean, is the artist he is, what made him know this was the path he wanted to take. So for me, I wanted to, I ain't want to, I only want to interview no big dogs. Like, I only want to interview like the indie, the up and comers, the ones who don't even know how to do an interview. Cause then it's just more organic. We can yeah. have real honest talk. You ain't filtered, you know what I mean? I'm so, in that same boat as you. And so that's really what, what intrigued me about it. I just used to sit around, look at the magazines, and I used to be like, yo, I wonder how they put BMF together, that BMF record with Ross. How did Styles P get on the record? Like we didn't see Styles P come out. If you would have had a pick for that, I think it was Big Meats. You'd have been like, nah, I know they're gonna get kissed on it. But then to get Styles on it, we never yeah. even heard Styles on that type of record with a big artist like that. Like that was like a commercial record for Ross. Like, but Styles was like a left field yeah, pick. Facts. I used to wonder how that came together. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and that's what really got me into wanting to interview in the media part of just like, yo, nah, bro, I want to interview people and talk about the real stuff that we talk about in the hood and we talk about in the barbershop. You know what I mean? And argue about it. I feel you on that too because even with the podcast, like Wolves will tell you, and even along with Taylor and if AK was here, because in a group chat, I often will like text the group my ideas and get their input just because I want us to understand that again we're a team and any moves that we make, we're going to make as a, as a collective. Like, like, yeah, I may come to the table most of the time with the ideas, but I don't think it's a, well, whatever I say, go. Like, I actually want everybody's input. Like, so. Even with interviewing artists, I'm in the same way with you in terms of like, I like doing upcoming artists because it does make for the best interviews. So like, I think about like interviews we had so far, but it was like Johnny, Tay from way back, Nico Brum, Dejour, a lot of those artists. It's it's like a coming of age moment for them because just even coming on our little podcast could be like a first for them. Like, yo, like I've never been interviewed before. I never had somebody care about me to the point where for an over an hour of their time, they want to talk with me. And I remember those 106 and Park interviews with AJ and Free, or some of those sit downs on Rap City. And it's just, you think about those moments. It was actually a great interview. Willis, you've probably seen it if you come across on YouTube. 
There was that, it was Biggie's, one of Biggie's last interviews he did with a guy from BET. Sitting in the park? Sitting in the park. Yeah, I remember that, Joe Clare. Yeah, Joe Clare. And I really liked that interview just because it's like, just look how natural it was. It yeah. is out in the open. People walking by. Walking by, and there's Biggie. Now, of course, there's a daunting aspect of it. Like, this dude is literally about to be murdered. God knows when. Mm-hmm. At the time of that interview. But it's like, that will never happen today. You will never see somebody, even if you go, hey, I'm a man and a guy from a park bench. Let's just sit down and have a talk right here. The only way it'll be an open if it's like in a big ass house in the in the backyard by the pool. Yeah. Like that's the only way we see it. Like I've seen that interview with Logic. I've seen that interview with Cardi and Ebro. Like I've seen all of that. That's the only time it's an open. In my backyard, just chilling. This is supposed to make me look natural. Tentric. Tentric. That Vice interview that he did a couple years. That was a that was similar to where his man was working out on the yeah, bench while he was sitting there. They was in the hut. Everybody was strapped. Chops was they were smoking. Yeah, I think uh twenty one would do an interview like that. He just did one. Well academics, academics right? That's fine. I seen up on I seen it but I watch it, but I see them on academics um stories that swipe up. Yeah. I really love those Taylor, have you ever gotten into interviews in terms of like watching them? Or have well or which interviews can you remember that you've watched growing up or recently? Those are my favorite interviews. Those are my favorite um, interviews. I'm trying to think of other, like usually if I just like like an artist so much, like I'll just like I would obsess with Rihanna at one point. So I used to watch like, all of her interviews. Um, to me, I go interviews, but yeah, I like interviews that are just more of a conversation. Like it's not just like reading questions off of a list. Like, yeah, it just flows naturally from just you know. Yeah. That's like uh, somebody hit me up earlier and was like, "Did you see the uh, the Soldier Boy complex?" And I know we're gonna get into Soldier, but he was like, did you see the Soldier Boy Complex interview? And me, I saw it, but I didn't click it because I just felt like, yo, this is probably gonna be like a trash interview compared to Everyday Struggle in the Breakfast Club. I just felt like it was gonna be on yeah. some like, oh yeah, Soldier Boy, can I? And it was just like that. And I just wasn't interested. I just like put this shit on and I just wasn't even into it. And I'm like, yeah, this shit's trash. Because I don't even think it was like an interview. No disrespect to them. I just think, I don't even, it was like you could have just sat in there with the green screen and just the camera. Yeah, and then it was like, why would Complex do it? He was just on Everyday Struggle. Everyday Struggle is Complex. Just leave it at that. Yeah. They was kind of milking it for the views, mm-hmm. I felt like. Because honestly, man, and, and, and this is something I really want to get into because Fusion and I, we got into this convo a little bit. Well, this part of our initial conversation, which is when, honestly, bro, like when I look into, Media in general, and folks know like I'm, I'm, I'm actually like a media member and in two different fields. For the most part, like I don't really rock yeah, with media. Shit, like I don't really <laughs> rock. I don't really yeah. rock with media like that at all. It's because a lot of times, man, I see folks who are media, and they may be bigger than me or maybe in a bigger platform, and I'm like, you're not as skilled to be doing this type of thing. Like the setup of the interview, the type of questions you're asking, just. The whole flow is like, what is this? Where is this supposed to go? And it's just like, my personally, I feel like the best interviews are the ones that have a very conversational feel. Yeah. And like, that's why like I love podcasts because it's the whole conversational feel. Like that's why like, like the Joe Budden podcast I like listen to because like it's very conversational. You talk about a lot of things. So like the interview he had a chance. I like the thing he did with Push it was dope. Yeah. But across the board, it's like man. A lot of you guys are just personalities that are sitting in those chairs. Yeah, you guys don't really understand what this journalism game is all about. It, how to do it. Bring it uh, to bring it back to Soldier, he kind of said that on Everyday Struggle when uh, they asked him something and he was like, so why didn't you tell us? Oh, like he was locked up or something. And he was like, so why didn't you tell us like what it was for? Like He was just like, I hate talking to the media because like y'all already heard something and y'all already like blew it out of proportion and it wasn't even that. So it was just like, I don't even feel like talking to nobody now because it's just like I'm already in headlines for this and that. Now, if I do tell a story, then I gotta tell it over. It's just like he just was like, "That's why we hate talking to y'all." And I was like, "Damn." It was funny I say that because, like, for me, I, I, I'm not gonna say I struggle with it, but I battle with that because, like, well, you know, we from outside, so and when when I say outside, it's just like we on the other side of the curb, so. How we was raised in this journey is like, you don't have a girly mouth. Like, we ain't sitting around talking about dudes all day. Mm-hmm. We ain't gossiping. 
But a part of this media shit is gossiping. Like, you feel me? So for me, it's like learning. Like, my handle is Dude Boy Fuse, but then my my tag is like the street corner journalist because I'm really reporting it to you live from the block, like how we sit and view it in our perspective. And then that's how I'm presenting it because I don't want that feeling. Like, what a person wears, like, Hey, bro, I don't care about your personal life. I don't care what you do, who you sleep with, what's going on at the house. That's We don't care about that, you know? So for me, the media game, when I meet professionals like you who have that resume, like y'all really went to school, y'all learned how to do this, I have the utmost respect because it's like, yo, bro, you are a fan like me. You just really believed in your fanism so much that you went and learned how to become the ultimate fan and be able to interview your your favorite artist. But you're a fan. Yeah. But you respected that fanism so much that you went and learned the polished way to yeah. to be a fan. Whereas us, social media kind of made us, and it's kind of cheap, it's kind of not fair to y'all, because I went to school for this, where nowadays a lot of the dudes who ain't go to school is, is climbing that success. Or even yeah. necessarily, you know, forget just go to school, but just like went through the grind of molding the and shaping themselves that they used to, talk about. to just, you know, just the build yourself into it but one thing you said too that was interesting is the fact that it's like you say you struggle with that balance yeah. right pretty much between what it is media mm-hmm. along with pretty much street code yeah. it's funny you said because obviously one of the one of the more famous interviews we had in the genre was the Dame Dash Breakfast Club interview with the whole what was it Chatty Patty or yeah. whatever yeah. the thing is even somebody who may think like Dame even if you just going hey man I'm just just give, express my opinion, just leaving it at that, or oh, I'm just telling y'all what it is. They could even go look at you and go, oh, you still a chatty patty, because why are you even talking about it? Like, why are you even mentioning it? Yeah, I, 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 I feel like I feel that way too, because um, in speaking of game, I seen an interview recently, and he was like responding to Bleak, and I didn't click on it just because I'm like, was it him and Nick Cannon or another? Nah, it was, no, I watched it. Oh, 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 it was oh, him oh, and his man that he, he's been doing his little podcast journey with. Yeah. yeah, it's like hip hop something or whatever. He does it right in his crib. Like, <laughs> just name like <laughs> so um when I seen like the title was like response of bleak, I'm like, damn, dang, you just gonna like respond to any and everybody that say something. So I was just like, you annoying. Like I don't even want to like I fuck with Dane. Like he was one of the dudes I looked up to coming up, but it's just like Bro, it's like, man, it's just like how you said, like, you're growing up and you see, like, the older you get, you see somebody, and it's just like, he kind of turned, he's turning into one of them, like, older bozos. Older, like, it's older. disappointing. We yeah, because it's, like, it's like, now you're becoming, like, corny, and it's mm-hmm. like, kind of like my son Joel's with his teeth, man. Yeah. Damn. Rest in peace. I mean, social media did that to a lot of, of our, like, like to a lot of the old heads and the OGs we used to look up to yeah, on social, social media. media. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes I'd be yeah. looking at my boy Jones like, damn, I'm kind of corny right yeah. now. <laughs> but it's cool. Like, I'm always Again, it, it, it unveils just that curtain, what's behind the curtain and what it is about him. Like, Especially if you don't know how to evolve. Yeah. yeah. No matter what, you can't just be the same. I don't care if you was that dude back in the day and you was getting, you know, you was getting to the value, you was popular. You was in a position of power. With that power, you still got to evolve your sauce, though. You can't let your sauce just yeah. start to get diluted and watered down. You still got to be able to rebrand. Look, Kiss came back with a season. That's Jose true. got a, a fade now with the with the Spanish. Yo, Jose's crazy. Tiger came back with braids. Tiger, Tiger, but nah, Tiger. Damn man, Tiger. <laughs> Soldier made me appreciate Tiger more, bro, because that was a heck of a comeback, bro. For real. But, <laughs> but uh, freaking, what was it? Before we switch, we switch topics here, again, it's that whole point about social media is like the, the blessing and the curse behind it. Is the fact that I think at the end of the day, I think the biggest blessing I like from social media is the how how often we get to see how hypocritical people are. And it's why I always said over and over, I hate cancel culture. And I hate the fact that, and I remember Joe Budden said this maybe two episodes ago, how in this day and age, for as much as we say, we talk about Dame, and we go, oh, like, man, like we don't really like Dame talking this much or saying stuff. Joe had a great point as well, which is a lot of times these days, silence is often taken in a negative light. 
like silence means guilt or silence means this, that, and the third. So I always look at it as it's really a lose-lose unless you're really in a position where you can stay silent. I remember Drake saying something about his mom was like, before you think about responding to anything, she's like, just think about this. Like, in 24 hours, it will bother you. In 48 hours, it will bother you less. In 72 hours, it's going to be all gone. She said, don't even trip about it. Don't even think about it. And I remember going, like, yo, that is true. Because in this ADHD age that we live in, everything comes and goes so fast. Everything has this moment under the sun, and then we forget about it next minute. It just happens all the time. We talk about this topic. The baddest chick or the, or the most handsome guy comes up on the timeline. Either side goes crazy. Then there's another joint that comes up, and everybody's focused on that. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it makes it very interesting time to talk about that. Taylor, I wanted to get your thoughts on that as well because there was something on my timeline that came up on Twitter about this one um, very thick and voluptuous <laughs> shorty that was working out in the gym. Cool. It was on my. I'll show you the video. I think I saved it. And uh, we know you saved. I had to save it for, for podcast purposes. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it was interesting because of the fact that it's just this again, this very thick chick working out in the gym. But the convo brought in. I was like, oh, I like where this convo's going. Because folks was like, male infield was going, I don't like how you chicks that clearly got surgery want to go in the gym and act like you got that body. And I was like, ooh, I like where this is going. Let's talk about it. I definitely think for women it's hard because, like, there are a lot of girls that actually go to the gym, like, and they show, like, you know, transformation pics and then, Immediately, they have to always say in their pictures, "No, this is not done surgically." Like, Hashtag team natural. Yeah, yeah. So, and I just think that's always like you have, like, you have to look a certain way. Like, you know, I feel like I mean, I think it's still popular now, but like having a big, big breast and a big ass is like you know what is deemed to be beautiful. But I remember like seeing posts like, "When is it going to be natural? When is that going to start being like you know um, more appreciated?" Like you know, Aaliyah, she wasn't blessed in all areas, but she was still beautiful. Like people, you know, like you know what I'm saying. In my opinion, it'll start being popular when y'all make it popular. Mm-hmm. Because it starts with y'all. You know, it, it's like we're the admirers of it, but at the end of the day, it starts with y'all. And one of the things I realized having a daughter is like, yo, bro, y'all are introduced to y'all are introduced to things to make you feel beautiful before you're introduced to your own beauty. Mm. So even as a kid, like you're, you know, as a you're a young girl, you're putting on makeup, you're putting on, you know, those little kits that the, come the, 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 the Marco. Yeah, you know, so then like y'all introduced to <laughs> you know, so so and, and it always blew my mind because my daughter's four. So now I'm watching her put on like, you know, a little fake little makeup kit that she got from, from Christmas. And I'm watching her put it on, and then when she puts it on, she comes and says, Hey daddy, look. So now Immediately the first time she did it, I picked up on it like, hold on, how do you like it? She's like, oh, I love it. So I said, so daddy loves it. Because I want to teach her, a man or no one else validates your beauty. I want you to validate your beauty. Big facts. You know? So, you know, it's just little things that I, I, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. feel a little different about. I think when y'all accept it and y'all make it, that's right there. I mean, that I is true. Right cause, I mean, yeah. it, <laughs> it doesn't even affect me because, like, okay, you know, like, Kylie Jenner, right? She, I guess, started the big lift. I'm happy you did because I would have slandered you if you did. Oh, hell! <laughs> Being your friend. I'm just pulling back as long as we want. I'd have been like, yo. Oh, like your prime time. No, don't do that. Don't do that. But it's it's. It, it, I think that's exactly why I wanted to touch on that because it's like I love when the conversation goes in another place. Most wouldn't. It wasn't just God damn, she's bad, or women just hating, or guys just with some incredibly horny comments. It was just about the health and I guess the cloud chasing and that, and it's a whole bunch of stuff. And I really like that because. Another topic that we're going to get into, which I felt like the conversation was brought in, was about future. Future has been on an incredible uh, 
Fresh Run, his latest album, The Wizard, dropped last night. Again, we're recording this on Friday, January 18th. And he had a documentary come out under the same name, which was a very good documentary. I liked it. And I think I liked it because it wasn't about, okay, let's paint Future in this light or the other. It was, this is Future. This was him back when he was just getting started and he was calling the meathead. This is him working his way up. This is him making these records. This is him performing. And I really liked it. And the reason why I wanted to talk about Future just beyond the album, because here's my very quick thoughts on the album. I think it's very dope. And it helped lessen my concerns for Future. And this is why. And this is the convo I want to have. I was getting very worried that the end was coming for Future. and, And this is why. Before I pass this to Wills. Because... Things were looking very quiet, in my honest opinion. Future was was releasing records, and I wasn't really seeing the reaction. Not just a a positive reaction, but I wasn't just seeing the reaction of like, yo, Future just dropped something. Like, this is it. Like, Future just dropped something. It was quiet. It was just Future dropped. Okay. Future dropped. Okay. Future with potential baby mama. Okay, whatever. But it wasn't... It wasn't active as it was going back to maybe Dirty Sprite 2 or What a Time to Be Alive or it went incredible when Hendrix came out. So I was kind of like, damn, is it really about to be like silence for him? But I was happy with it because of the fact that he responded back with a very dope album to me. But just to get back to the main point, Wills, when looking at Future and you seeing him with this album, but even before that, what were your thoughts on Future? Was Future... Oh, was Future always what he was to you? Yeah. Or were you worrying possibly about the fact that things were getting quiet? Because um, of the new kids on the block, Gunna and Lil Baby and them. Well, I'm a huge, like, huge, huge Future fan. Like, since 2011, like, I love Future. So, um, I kind of seen when he wasn't hot. And then I seen when he got, like, super hot. It was like, oh, shit. And then um, it did kind of die down. And I was worried at one point. I was like... Damn, what's up with my son? Cause like, like he said he would drop shit and it just wasn't clicking. I'm like, yeah, this shit is not, not it or whatever. Cause even like one of the joints he dropped that crushed, crushed up. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that joint wasn't it for me. But then he dropped like jumping on the jet. Some, one of my boys, he don't like it, but I like love that song. And I thought it was fine. I'm like, okay, maybe he got something. Uh-huh. And then he did like a few interviews. And when he said, um, I posted it on a page where he said about Baby and God. Yes, thank you. That's what made me um, realize, I'm like, okay, maybe he's just like falling back. He's not going as hard as he was. So that just made me be like, okay, I got faith in the future. He's just playing the like OG role now. Like he's not going as hard. We're not getting like five mixtapes a year and shit like that no more. So, um, and I actually like what he did on the, the, the Juice World. The, the, yeah, I like that take too. Um, I thought him the Juice World. So worked, that's what made me think, really like, okay, maybe there's some hope. And then um, yesterday, for some reason, I actually forgot he was dropping The Wizard. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I just got in, like, my future bag, and I was listening to Mad, like, old future. And then I got on, like, FaceTime with my daughter uh, when I got off. They just hit me with the link, the wizard shit. I was like, oh shit, what a Kawinki thing. I was just listening to that. <laughs> what a Kawinki thing. I was just <laughs> I was just listening to some future about um the albums. It's alright. But I don't think it's over. I don't and think then it's the over documentary now. actually helped because that made me go back and listen to like yeah. DS2, like when he said uh You start remembering how many records he has. Yeah. And then like he told the story like how Future said, like how you be wanting to know like you want to know the artist or whatever and like know how you created that because it like it it kind of get it, i don't know it just makes you want to listen to it more it's just yeah. like now you know like i don't know you can like paint the picture basically. yeah exactly so um in the documentary he talks about um making this i thought it was a drought the yeah. song is like i just fucked it big yeah. just some gucci flip-flops. i was actually wearing some he gucci was really wearing, he know. told the story <laughs> how he was really wearing gucci flip-flops and he was like fucking a joint. He went and straight Metro. to the studio. And and Metro, Metro was dead. And he like told Metro, like, yeah, I just blah blah blah, just finished fucking the joint. And then he was like, yo, just throw a beat on. And he just went in there. And then Metro was like, I didn't know what he was gonna say. He just started freestyling. He was like, so this one white girl, iced tea. And then he was like, I just fucked it. And then Metro was like, oh, 
And then he was like, and, yeah. like, and then the same thing with rotation. He was yeah. like, he came in the studio. He really had the little pistol in his pocket or whatever. But he was like freestyling or some shit. Is like, um, and I have my pistol in my pants or whatever. And Metro was like, he looked at he looked at Future's pants and saw the little pistol and was like, <laughs> so it's just like shit I mean, like it's that. It's, it's like it's just shit like that. It just makes you go like, damn, like. Yeah, make yeah. So I went back and listened to the whole DS2 after that. I'm like, oh, yeah, this shit's fire. And now I'm painting a picture like this nigga in the studio with a pistol. Fellas, I think that documentary was needed because we didn't really know future yeah. before that. Like all we knew was the was the mess or the tea, as y'all say. Like all we knew was the tea, as the girl said, of what Sierra. Like we didn't really know, like. A lot of people didn't know, like that Dungeon family tattoo on him. It's like, yo, bro, you was really, really, really yeah, mom, yeah, outcast, yeah, yeah. young boy. Like, yeah, and that because really, really, I thought he was just like there, but out, like man. he was really, really like, dead. Like Andre was on that documentary. And like, shout out yeah. to Three Snacks. And three Snacks kept it, him and his son said, like, Gave it great. He's like their favorite artist right now. Makes the most, what was it, the most negative, most inspirational music you ever. Did, see, you see him, like, with his son, um, the one Sierra had by him, Future. Mm-hmm. You see his son like having mad fun with him, like performing and shit. Like, so it's just like, Sierra, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I love Sierra, don't get me wrong, that's my wife. I love her. Oh, speaking of Sierra, yo, <laughs> one of our favorite, our, one of our best moments was we was talking about Sierra and her husband, Russell Wilson. Oh, man. I was, <laughs> was confused, Russell about- Wilson. With D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> <laughs> that literally was one of the best moments oh, we no, ever had. No yeah, that was one of the best moments we ever had. But Taylor, when you think of Future, right? Because again, we, we briefly mentioned it how, besides the music, we always heard about Future and Baby Mama and whatever, or the Sierra situation and things like that. How do you personally dis, uh, take in Future? Like, do you do the whole separate the artist from the man or what he does in his personal life goes into how you really feel about him and it does and it kind of you know gets in your way of listening to his music like how do you handle that i mean like for, for any artist like first i'm introduced to them with like their music and i remember i don't know what's the name. he's like trappy i like when i saw him i was like Trapping. i really like it yeah because <laughs> i feel like future has like his own like he has his own little sound you know what i mean like he has his own way of like like his own little thing and like what's that song panda like i really thought at one point that was future because that sound right that sounds just oh, like future so i feel like he has his own very unique way of doing things biggest cover in rap history <laughs> so now you like hear about like his issues with you know similar and stuff then that sometimes that kind of like teams with like his music i'm like all right do i want to learn because i thought he wasn't involved in um his son's life <laughs> yeah. you're saying that so it's like i think that i don't know i just feel like the biggest thing I heard from Future that really caught my eye, and, and one day we're going to have a conversation about this, was Future saying he was scared to tell his fans that he stopped drinking lean. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That really caught my eye. And so then maybe that's why he really fell off, because, you know, like, that's what they said about uh, Wayne Stop it. Yeah, like, that was the reason he fell off. But that's why he said he was scared to tell his fans. Yeah, yeah. I know. And I, because I, I had this conversation on my group chat, and I said that I'm like, I'm like, he's seen like what happened to other artists. I'm like, supposedly Wayne, like Wayne was like hot, hot. And then when he <clears throat> stopped drinking, he didn't let the world know he stopped drinking. Then everybody started saying his music changed just because he told them he stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. And me being like a little Wayne fan, I didn't think it changed. Thought, like he just sounded better. He just wasn't doing as much as like singing and auto tune. He was just more rapping. So I heard the change, but like I don't think like nothing really changed. Changed. But I feel I like, see, like that's why Future. I'm up for it, but I see like that's why Future probably didn't want to tell his fans because then he was already kind of quiet. So then uh-huh. like him being quiet and then him telling us like yeah I don't drink no more. They'd be like. Oh, that's why he's quiet. That's why he's not dropping. He's not drinking. He's not on the lean. That's why we're not getting this. Why so I'm not getting that or whatever. And then now he told us. So now everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, we need that lean future." But here's the thing, though. I don't think he should go back to that. Obviously, besides health reasons, the reason why I feel like 
that confession would have made for a big moment for future is because I forgot who said this recently, but they elaborate on the fact that future for, for this generation, right, this, this was a, besides our generation, but like Generation Z, like those kids that are like teenagers now or entering the early 20s, they really followed his wave. Like they followed his footsteps. And you look all over, whether it's folks that are rapping to just the lifestyle of it, it's a lot of people that are little futures. And they definitely took part in the, the, the lean drinking and the, the, the toxic behavior that they maybe have undergone with women. And I think for future, it could have been a prime example of him, not prime example, prime time for him to take that and maybe spin it for some good. And for a while, it may sound corny now, but what if Future could have made like a trap but more relatable version for the youth for like a 444? Just that reality of just, hey man, I'm letting that go. This is what I'm still going through, but this is mature, but this is for us. People from that look like us, that experience what we've gone through. I don't know how you could do that. But I see what you're saying. Is that his job though? Sometimes yeah. I feel like we we have these elaborate opinions of what an artist should do, but it's like realistically, and bro, he's just an artist. He wanna make music. He's not here to be no life coach and yeah. coach. it's like bro i'm going through this because this is what i'm dealing with to be able to cope with my circumstance some people could have a hard day at work and when they leave they go to happy hour right downstairs yeah. right now the bar is lit because a lot of people couldn't yeah. cope with the day at work so they went to the bar happy hour for him my happy hour was lean and bud but i'm not going to be an advocate to be like yo you kids should because at the end of the day hip-hop artists do not ask to be role models. They don't know how to be that. It's like, bro, I only know how to perform my art form because success came along with this and I'm given this platform to be here and you look up to me, doesn't mean I look down on you or doesn't mean that I'm the one that should be teaching you how to go about your life. It's like, bro, I'm learning how to go about my life. You know, and sometimes with fame, I think we, we expect because they're famous and successful that they should just be the advocates too because they have a platform i have a agree disagree mindset with you like i agree that again like 99.9 percent of these guys and, and 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 women don't really go into it expecting to be the the, the role model like I, I get that but at the same time i also feel like in a way you still owe if you, if there's a teachable moment if there's something where you can just put people on i feel like there's still a moment where you do because at the same time, there were still certain things that you broadcasted to the world and put people on. So like, if you got the rappers who constantly broadcast a certain lifestyle, or you got certain female rappers that may have really just highlighted the sexuality aspect and did a whole bunch of things where they kept showcasing it to, to the youth and to the crowds, you made that your responsibility and you made that decision consciously. And I feel like if you're willing to do that, then if it comes time to where it's time to flip the script and it can really just do something where it's not about you being the full-time role model, but same way you was encouraging something, I also feel like you can also discourage and let people know if it, if it makes sense. Meek so says it all the time. He'd be like, yo, I'm not a role model. But he, he does like the things you're asking yeah. people to do. And I just think it's not about having to be necessarily just a role model but I just think again it's about just the way you live in just with the but things the things you're projecting like art, I don't think they look at it like that like, like the harsh reality is and I think that's sad our people don't look hey, but that's your opinion to say it's sad because it's like because you're good at this and when you become successful with this why should you be judged by your journey of learning who you are as a man you may have done this you may have done that you may have done that and it's like you're learning how to deal with that in your own personal life. And because you're on this platform now, people see more of that of your life, but you didn't ask for that. Like he didn't go out here and say, I'm advocating lean. Lean was something a part of their environment, just like tattoos and bud is flowers. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I had the same conversation with a friend recently, like a real, real good friend of mine, because he didn't understand his child is now, he said he, he posted on social media that he just seen his child smoking bud in a Snapchat. 
And I'm saying to him, yo, Buzz, every day on your snap, you smoking bud, though. Mm -hmm. So I know you didn't realize you might have influenced her when you were smoking bud because that wasn't the thought of, your, of why yeah. you, you on your snap, you chilling. Same way future. Now. I'm not here to promote me. I'm not even getting paid for promethazine. They're not yeah. cutting a check. I'm not sponsored by them. But this is my lifestyle, just like the clothes we wear, you know? Like, like I said, I, I'm getting where you're coming from. Maybe some people going to have to, like, like, uh, like try it or whatever. Not they don't have to, but people tried it and they'll probably realize like it's not for them. But I'm just saying still it's like again, Fuge is making great points, you're making great points. Anybody who's so made that yeah, yeah. is making great points. Because you're right in what you're saying, like there's a responsibility. I just think that they have to be taught that. Like if they mm -hmm. have someone in their team that be like, Yo, bro, you know, a lot of kids followed you with this. They have it has to be brought to their attention because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't look at it in that perspective. And I don't feel they're right. wrong because right. they don't. For example, like Lil Wayne with the um the whole shooting with um, how he shot himself. Yeah. And for years, everybody thought, like, because he always mm -hmm. said, you know, I was just high, geek, and mm -hmm. shot myself. And then this year, he tells everybody, like, I was really trying to commit suicide because my mom wouldn't let me rap. Mm -hmm. he, um, he said the only reason why he told us finally is because all the stuff that's, like, what's been going on in the world. And, yeah. all that, and he was like, Mac, like how you said somebody on your team, mm -hmm. Mac on his team, because like Lil Wayne is just in his own world. So Mac is more in tune. So Mac had went to him and was like, yo, maybe I think it's like I think it's time you should let the world know like what's up now because like a lot of people are going through this stuff and like they look up to you. So I feel like you would help them by talking about it now. So that's why Wayne told everybody. But um, like he said, like, it gotta be somebody on your team or you just really gotta wanna do it. Like, or you like learn I feel like artists can't teach like other people on the same level. Yeah, like A Boogie said, the only reason why he popped pills was because he listened to Future March Madness over and over and over. And he loved Future. He was like, that's the only reason why I popped pills was because of it. But I don't think he does it anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like, I just feel like, again, it's like you guys are right. But I also just feel like, personally, I feel like Future, with how much influence he has and what he can do. Like I said, it's not about just completely changing or being the, the uppity role model, but it's like it can be done. Like at the end of the day, everybody, if they're if they're fortunate enough, can have a coming of age moment to just be. And again, in rap, that's the beauty about rapping and our culture. It's not about we have cool names. It's forget being a role model. You could be the big homie. You could be the OG. Like you can do such things, and it's gonna show your your evolution. Now, doesn't mean it's gonna translate to, to great music. It's not a guarantee. But I personally would just appreciate the approach. And maybe my mindset is also different because being somebody that's worked with children in various roles for almost 10 years, I honestly, I'm probably one of the very few that like, probably in the start kind of realized like, yo, like I gotta hold myself accountable because these kids are impressionable. And I'm also at a point to where really my social media is are followed by kids and families. So I have to be extra careful of how I move, just because I have that. But do you see how you, like in your story that you're telling us, do you see how your influence was introduced to you early? A lot of people don't know they're influential, bro. Like the future is just working on being the best future, being a successful businessman, continuing to make money and take care of his family. He may not see the influence that he has on affecting another grown man's life to follow me and do something. Because for a lot of people, that's mind-blowing to believe that hip-hop or any form of entertainer can really, as a parent, can't nobody influence my child but me. I mean, I drop the ball as a parent if my child is picking up the laptop or their phone and being influenced by that. That's entertainment, bro. That means as a parent, I drop the ball because I didn't introduce him to other variety or other options of dope things, mm -hmm. which is why kids don't idolize police and teachers and all that, because y'all don't make it look lit. Y'all don't make it look cool. The rappers and the dope boys are at least pulling up in something foreign and it makes them want to do this. Yeah. Teachers and all the positive thing that the positive role model people, they don't do it in a cool way. Not saying it can't be influential, but right. I think that has to be a focal point of right. doing it in a dope way to make the kids see you working with these kids, you see the impact you have. Future ain't working with no kids. Future working with the music. So he not seeing it how you seeing it. He's just knowing when he's hot and when he's not because he's working on his crap. I just don't think rappers have that 
team or that people around them to have these talks to be like, yo, bro, like, like you said, not me, where they like, yo, bro, let's look at right now the influence of it. Because even when he rolled out talking about he didn't want to dispose, expose that he's no longer drinking lean. Yeah. It wasn't a rollout from his team. It was in a, a Rob Marksman conversation with, you know what I'm saying? It yeah. wasn't like it was planned on a documentary. It, yeah, it came out of media. So if he was really aware of that influence, it would have been a part of the documentary. It would have been a part yeah. of the story and he would have been able to capitalize on it. But I really hope, you know, but there's a lot of, and a lot of rappers like nowadays, um, they say they stopped drinking lean. Yeah. Oh, like little baby, God, like, they, they yeah. say they stopped drinking it. Oh, and unfortunately, he goes, some deaths have like yeah. incurred, like Max Def, Lil Peep. Come and on, now. we hard, we a hard headed coach, bro. We gotta be extreme. I know, and that's what, I, and that's what I hate. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, yeah. I know, and that's what I hate because <laughs> it's like, it's like, come on, like Quavo, <laughs> like people, like people are trying like Quavo with the Big Brother record on his um his album or whatever. That was kind of like trying to like tell a youth like, yo, you don't gotta like. Do all of this to get all of that, you can go another way and shit like that. So. But before we move to the final topic, it's to me I just think I, I just think my my final point would just be the same way artists, regardless of their views, are are knowledgeable of how to present it and they keep on pushing it. I just feel like if you're able to, regardless of who you are, consistently push a message out or messages out constantly through your records and your actions. Then at some point sooner than later, or right away, you also need to understand the other side. And if you're not understanding the other side of you pushing these messages, then something's wrong with you and your team. Like it's like it's like the same way of being somebody if you in the street and you doing street things that could put your life at risk if you not understand the fact that like, yo, I could die or go to jail behind this. Yeah. If you oblivious to that, it's like, come on, man. Like it's like Come on, big fella. Like, um, like you can't do that. Man. <laughs> you can't do that, man. You can't do that. Like for um, like for example, like Johnny, he works in the school, so we tell him all the time like certain things like, yeah, you shouldn't post this, so you shouldn't be doing that, or whatever. But um, he doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Johnny sometimes with this stuff. But um, but yeah, that's where y'all are. That team that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, but yeah, we've been like that from like the jump before we even like kind of organized we always like told him like, yo bro maybe you shouldn't do this in your video or you shouldn't do that because like you do work at a school but and not to take too much time i think it's great that y'all even see this is the change like what we're, we're talking about artists being more aware of it but the fact that us we're even having this conversation and we're at the entry level of media and moving with indie artists and things like that i think this is the beginning. This is where it starts. So yeah, yeah. before they get to a future level, they've already had people around them saying, mm -hmm. bro, listen. And we talked about this outside where, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of indie artists don't look at what they do as a small business. Yeah. They still look at it as, yo, you know, this is, I'm just nice, I'm a rapper. And it's like, yo, bro, you have to become a business, business now. Yeah. So where you start looking at the best interests of the brand. Yeah. And that's what you're doing by playing those things out. F the job that you yeah. work at, because you don't want to do it for the job. You want to do it because that's how you really feel. Yeah, yeah. And that's what all the saying. It's like more people should feel that way. Yeah. I just think that black culture, we don't really look at the responsibility of our influence. Yeah. We don't really see it because yeah. it starts even in this level. Y'all started my interview talking about things that y'all admired about my page. Yeah. Blew my mind, changed everything the way yeah. I look at it. You know, and this, sometimes I even did it with Wales and many artists when I'm telling them things about them because I studied your social media. Yeah, man. You know? So it's dope. Yeah, it's a dope he, was, he was like one of the guys that inspired me to keep going with the podcast. Cause he was like, "Yeah, I'll be in tune." I'm like, "Yo, bro, I don't know if I really like it. I don't, I don't like my voice." He's like, "Nah, you sound good. Do your thing. Like, right. you sound good. You perfect for it." I'm like, "Alright, good." And that's good because honestly, you need extra encouragement for real. Especially in the black community. Yeah. Oh, please. Not for real, cause it's honestly, it's not always enough. And you know what, man? Cause again, we we gotta talk about big soldiers. But uh, it's something that I reflect on a lot when I think about my last relationship, which is regardless of the fact that I could have been that voice of encouragement, of positivity and everything else, sometimes you're just not meant to be that voice for some people. True. Yeah. That message will just resonate more with others. Mm -hmm. Does it suck? Hell freaking yes, it sucks. <laughs> Especially when you reinforced it so many times, but it's like, hey, I think that's why people always said too. Some of your best conversations in life could come with strangers. 
because it's just the feel of it, like, yeah, like the, the gems, yo, the, man, the I listening. Had a, I had a dope conversation with a taxi driver last week, yo, man, this guy inspired me, to like, I don't know, but he just motivated me, man, he talked to me the whole way, like, once I sat down, we yeah. were just having a conversation, like, about my job and all this other stuff, he was, like, telling me, like, my work and shit, he's like, you work more than that, shit, I'm like, damn, nigga, you don't even know me, but <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, yeah, I could just tell up your energy, like, how you, like, a, like, I don't know. Shout out to him because yeah. I, I ain't gonna hold you, bro. One out of ten taxi drivers slash Lyft drivers can only get a conversation out of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, let's drive. Yeah, right. Most of the time I'm quiet. I'm stay so stay quiet. Cool. I'll be these five stars and get out of my way. <laughs> but uh, in terms of getting in the way, Big Soldier. Um, first of all, let me say, Soldier's interview on Breakfast Club is already one of the top interviews of the year, hands yeah. down. And, and this is why I'll say, too, because, yes, there's the whole antics being involved, the whole yelling, the whole uh, exaggerated uh, saying people's names, Drake and <laughs> And, yo, 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 your man's was bugging, bro. He walked into High 97. He's looking at him, he's like, Drake, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Man said, who is this to Beyonce on the wall? I'm like, yo, relax. <laughs> relax, relax, Draco. But, but I really enjoyed the interview because, again, as a listener and as a viewer, you have to be able to strip away everything and look past the, the what's presented at you. And I have to give Soldier credit because... Soldier was right about a lot of things. Like Soldier was right about the influence. Soldier's right about the internet. Soldier's right about the bullets he took. I I vividly remember those days where he was randomly beefing with like Nas and Ice T and those guys. Yeah, I remember that. And and he was right. And and I I'll even say to Soldier, they met to what we talked about earlier, man. It's you got this attention, right? You got what you wanted. Now use it in the right way because sooner than later, especially in this day and age, you're gonna become a character. And it's not going to be uh, my man's fault when he samples the Drake part at the, at the end of his next time and date. When Drake drops 9 p.m. 9 p.m. in Chicago, <laughs> and you hear that Drake, and my man starts giving you 60 bars. No, we got the Drake sample. 40 already got it set. Yeah, yeah. Boy one that got the drums yeah, right. Well, we gotta get our OVO merch. But you OVO'd out. I ain't even gonna hold you. I, 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 now we gotta get them. We gotta reach out to OVO them. You need it. No, I'm serious. Yeah, seriously, bro. You deserve it, bro. We got the Drake sample. Because his nickname is Flack. And my phone got him as OVO. OVO Flack. Scary hours. But I think it's dope, though. I think it's needed. He picked that right when Takashi left off. Be like. Yeah, that's what I said. But it's kind of like. He was doing it, then Takashi picked it up, then Takashi left, and he just doing picked it up. Yeah, but let me ask y'all this though. Um, isn't it refreshing? Like, even if it's the weird, it's just like, yo, bro, yeah. for the last two weeks, bro, it gave us something. We yeah, had what yeah. we had, but it just gave you that. Even whether you like it or yeah, not. Yeah, it's kind of like, like we needed something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Six and nine was gone. Uh, and, I, and, and I've said publicly, I, I, I miss six and nine. It was like yeah, the, grand, the, grand, the gram was kind of dry. The only thing we was really getting was like a bunch of pictures of Meek Mill, his friends, and I ain't gonna front. I'm getting sick of Meek in the pictures. <laughs> oh, right. Meek need to relax, slow it down. Man. Oh, right. You had the biggest comeback, but relax. <laughs> Meek is the, the Twitter. I'm happy Meek made a return on Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah, Taylor. I gotta show you the tweets Meek had that had uh, black women male mad at him about the wigs oh, preference he had. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> Meek said I was hitting that joint. I started moving. I was uh, demoralized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said I was sick ever since, man. Yeah, 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 but I ain't front. The ladies was um, they was coming at him, but not they really. Sick. Like, yeah, but like they was coming at it more on some. Oh, what you think of this one? Oh, so yeah, you were hit if it was this. So there really wasn't like yeah, a negative spin on it because you know they was. Sick. I can't believe it was like a. Conversation because guys really talk about like females' hair, yeah, like yeah. their inputs to think women get, like, especially guys at that level, yeah. yeah, especially someone at that level where you're girls, girls take the hair real personal. Yeah. I ain't gonna front, there was uh, Shorty at the Chase Bang down the street had a very uh, wonderful natural haircut that I had to compliment her on. Oh, she's there next week, so I think I should be I'm out here being brave, gotta shoot, <laughs> but uh. But yeah, I think with Soldier before we wrap up, man, I just think it's all about just taking advantage of the opportunity. Like you got all eyes on you. He just dropped. 
he dropped a, uh, a video, I think. People saying it's fire. I think it's fire, but he just took my son. But Rich Pablo Juan, he took his flow. It's cool. It's all right. But you it's know, cool. It goes way back. You know what I mean? My Everybody's man. to his flow. Yo, boss man took his flow. You feel me? Put it but so, like, soldiers, miss probably, me. soldiers known for that. Like I've like always followed Soldier Boy. So like even when the Migos was like super hot, like he was still in their flow. Like mm-hmm. he always doing like somebody's flow. So, but it's cool. He taking advantage because people is like under his comments fire emojis. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, that's all. But he said I. I, I was talking about the complex interview. It was trash, but I did catch the part where he just was like, "Yo, I really don't." He's like, I don't want. He's like, I don't really want five percent. He's like, I don't. He's like, I don't know what I want. Like on a board. He's like, should I even take a pat on the back? He's right. like, I want yeah. something. So just I, just, I think he just wants to be acknowledged. Like but how you know. we say he's the goat. Like he wants them niggas. Yeah. Like the rap. Yeah. But you know what though? It even goes back to free. But pretty much it goes back to hey, that saying, man. You make your bed, you lay in it. When you contribute to all that foolishness and that rah-rah, man, that you Coming kept... out there, rah-rah. Yeah, when you kept doing that, it's hard. It's like we say about reputation and perception. It takes forever to build a reputation, but it doesn't take long to build your perception. It just does. And Soldier and all those folks, man, when you keep doing all that crazy stuff that keeps building that perception of you, Soldier actually does have a reputation of really being an innovator. It's just facts. He yeah. is indeed an innovator. Yeah. He is a godfather for gener- for this generation of rap. Like yeah. He's been around for 10 plus years. But all that other stuff he's doing, the Migos, Joey, Chris Brown, the Drake, and all that other stuff, your perception is you you a goofy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you a clown. Like, you folks are looking at you thinking you on coke and all that, man. He just said, because of the way you carry yourself. He said it's a joke, though. He said, like, he was said, um, he you. Watch the complex interview because it's towards the end. This is what I caught it. He was just like, oh, he's using like, he's like, he knows like a lot of this shit is like foolishness, but he was just like, the way he said it, I guess he was like, I was mad, but he's like, people ran with it. So he was like, fuck it, it's funny. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna keep doing it. Cause he was like, he was like, at the end of the day, he was like, I'm serious. He's like, but I also want to keep y'all entertained. Cause he was like, he's like, I'm not, he's like, I know y'all laughing or whatever. And it's bringing eyes on me. So I want to keep y'all entertained. So. I'm gonna keep doing a little joking and joking, but he's like, but I'm dead ass serious. But he <laughs> also gotta know what it's gonna get him. But like, hey, he dropped yeah, heat. Yeah, Takashi yeah. was acting crazy, but he was dropping heat at the same time. But at the same time, it clearly didn't work for Takashi right now. <laughs> Takashi was stupid. Stupid! But either way, still, man, before we wrap this up, huge thank you once again for joining the show. We've had a great time. This was definitely a great sit down, great gems. Fuge, let the people know where they can find you. Let them know about the show and all that good stuff. Appreciate you. Um, we rock each and every Monday, 8 to 10, SRL Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, you can catch us live on any of your devices through Mixler, Mixler.com. Um, SRL Radio is it's an independent platform. We're actually one of the only shows that worked out a situation um, with Westchester Community College where we're allowed to do an independent show. So we broadcast live. From college, so it's a yeah, it's a dope situation. Um, I'm enjoying it, and we rock each and every Monday. And then we have the blog SRL Daily. Nice. So I appreciate the love, man. This was dope. Like seriously, seriously mm-hmm. dope. Um, I think it was needed because people don't see this. Yeah. Like just like we don't see many artists from our borough now for United. Yeah. We've never seen media unite. Yeah. So like this is the first of ever. That's why you never. That's why I've never had an interview, or that's why other radio programs they don't. Because people don't interview each other. They feel like yeah. you do what you do, and, we, and I told Will that yeah. he was talking. I'm like, bro, I love what y'all doing. It's needed.